This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we discuss what's new for Metro Cluster over IP and Snap Mirror business continuity in ONTAP 9.9.1. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipork. Zipork. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the basement of my house and with me today I have Cheryl George and Manish Takura. So Manish, what do you do at NetApp and how do I reach you? Hey Justin, really nice to have this opportunity to to talk with you. Uh, I'm Manish Thakur, product manager responsible for MetroCluster and SnapMirror business continuity. So I deal with uh, the continuous availability solutions, ensuring that customers' applications always remain on. They never go down, right? So that's, that's, what, that's my purpose in life, so to speak. I have been uh, part of the ONTAP product management team for the last 10 years, uh, done a bunch of data protection work, uh, also dabbled in, in compliance and performance sizing. So yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, and how do we reach you? So, uh, Thakur at netapp.com and, uh, you know, uh, my LinkedIn profile, probably I can, I can share a link. Yeah, well, uh, we'll include that in the show notes so people can get a hold of you if they need to uh, ask you questions, right? Um, Absolutely. So, with us also today, the, the famous Cheryl George is here. So, Cheryl, uh, what do you do here at NetApp and how do we reach you? Hi, Justin. My name is Cheryl George. I am a technical marketing engineer for ONTAP Business Continuity. So just like Manish, I handle Metro Cluster and SnapMirror Business Continuity. You can reach me at Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L dot George at NetApp.com. All right, excellent. So if you haven't gathered already, we are here to talk about Metro Cluster over IP as well as SnapMirror Business Continuity. And we're actually talking about it from a perspective of the new ONTAP 9.9.1 release. But before we do that, uh, we always like to level set. And you know, if, you, if you don't know what these features or you know product names are, we like to make sure that you are aware of them while we're talking about it. So uh, Manish, if you could tell us what MetroCluster over IP is, and then we'll move to Cheryl to give us the SnapMirror Business Continuity description. Sure. So MetroCluster is our uh, continuous availability solution targeted at the entire cluster, basically ensuring that the uh, entire set of workloads on the cluster is mirrored with uh, zero RPO and can be failed over with close to zero RTO. So customers can have a tier of infrastructure that is continuously available. Okay. And I know we had MetroCluster for a while now. It It was always over Fiber Channel. Um, so yes. we, we moved to an IP model. What made that possible and why did we do that? Yes, thanks for asking that, uh, Justin. So MetroCluster always had the fiber channel backend and it served us well for a very long time. But uh, there were good reasons why we decided to embark on the path of IP. And uh, the good news is IP is now the predominant flavor of MetroCluster. The reason why we actually went in the direction of IP uh, are are actually several. Number one, the IP switches were getting faster and a lot of uh, 
innovation and enhancements uh, around IP. So we couldn't ignore that. NVMe. So with the evolution of NVMe, NetApp embracing NVMe, it became imperative that we take the IP path because the Metro cluster uh, fiber channel backend would not lend itself very well uh, to, N- to an NVMe backend. And besides, uh, with Metro cluster IP, with our IP backend, uh, there was the promise of uh, a lot of flexibility that we could provide to customers that we had never been able to do uh, with a fiber channel backend. So the good news is with Metro cluster IP, customers can now have lower cost of acquisition and lower cost of operation. So that's really the promise of Metro cluster IP. All right, excellent. So this is essentially, you know, a way to have site to site failovers as if you had the cluster in the same site. Yes, you could have site-to-site failover, but a lot of our customers also deploy it within a site just so that they have a, a continuous availability without the cost of latency impact for their applications. It's, it's given that any synchronous replication solution is going to have a latency cost, and that latency cost is a function of uh, the round-trip time or the latency between the two clusters. So customers that don't want to pay the latency tax and yet want a higher level of availability than an HA pair can provide, they deploy Metro cluster at at the same site, perhaps in different rooms, uh, different buildings. And of course, there are others uh, who not just want uh, redundancy uh, at at a local level, but they also want site redundancy. And so having the clusters at, at two sites, two geographical locations, uh, serve them perfectly well. Yeah, and really, what you're doing is you're getting around that fabric, you know, fiber channel fabric length, like that's default, right? So you know, with with the clusters themselves, they can only be a certain distance apart. But with metric cluster, because we're replicating the configurations and all these other pieces, we're we're able to have a longer distance between the two that get gets around that whole, you know, length of the Ethernet or the fiber channel uh, distance. Yes, and. Uh, we have customers that have deployed Metro cluster at distances of over 600 kilometers, close to 700 kilometers, right? And, and that's with Metro cluster IP. Uh, with, the, with the fiber channel variant, we supported 300 kilometers. And if you're not into kilometers, that's about 300 miles, right? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so I run into that 300, say 700 kilometers. Everybody's like, what is that in America here? <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't do it'll that. actually be more than three. Yeah, more than 300 miles, I suppose. Uh, yeah, a little over 400, perhaps. Okay, cool. So that's a, that's a good distance. So, you know, in, in Europe, that's, you know, and we're talking about spanning countries, right? In, in America, we're talking about, you know, we could possibly span states. Um, we're not going to go from New York to California with that, but you know we do have the ability to extend out how far you can go with these metro cluster deployments. Absolutely. All right, so that, that's metro cluster. So Cheryl, um, SnapMirror business continuity. Uh, tell me about that. Sure, Justin. So SnapMirror business continuity is a continuous availability solution um, for business continuity whether the objective is to give you granular application protection. So you have the flexibility to choose which enterprise applications are protected for zero RTO and zero RPO. Um, Essentially, you have 
um, zero data loss copies, two copies across two storage systems, um, which is synchronously replicated. And the goal here is, say your primary goes offline, there is a seamless failover, which is automatic to the secondary copy. And your application users will incur no disruption and they won't even realize that we failed over to the secondary copy. So essentially, there is no reconnect of the storage really required. A manual procedure is not required. Everything is automated. And all this comes about um, using the NetApp ONTAP mediator that periodically checks the pulse of both the storage systems. So as soon as it detects that the primary has gone offline, this ONTAP mediator automates this failover of workloads to the secondary storage system. Now, what you need to remember is we're dependent on synchronous replication technology, which means the requirement here is that the two storage systems um, are within a certain round trip time latency. So the requirement here is it has to be less than 10 millisecond round trip time. So, you know, again, similar to Metro Cluster, we have the ability to do some, some failover functionality, but there's there's a distinct difference between a Metro Cluster and SMBC and the use cases. So Cheryl, could you kind of break that down for us? Sure. So. For your enterprise applications such as Oracle, Microsoft SQL Server, VMware, Metro storage cluster kind of configurations. Now, how do you go about protecting individual applications? So we have a construct called consistency group. And why is this important? So if you think of applications like SQL or Oracle, essentially you have data files, log files, in virtualized environments, you have the VM files as well. So you have different volumes that need to be protected. And when you protect for business continuity, the data protection relationship is created at the consistency group, which means you can you have the capability to add these data file volumes, log file volumes. And when it's time to take the snapshot, we take a snapshot at the same point in time. So there is dependent right order consistency that is maintained. And this essentially is the construct. The consistency group is at the level at which the failover happens as well. So in case your primary goes offline, your mediator fails it at the consistency group so that your entire application gets seamlessly failed over to the secondary. All right. Yeah, so just to add to what, what uh, Cheryl was describing, uh, essentially, uh, SMBC, as we call it, Snapmare Business Continuity, uh, it's focused on, on application data set. Unlike Metro Cluster, which is really a, a storage platform, right? So the way we think about it is uh, customers deploy Metro Cluster to have a storage tier that is continuously available. But customers would choose SMBC if they want to granularly protect individual applications, right? So that's that's really the key difference between the two. Of course, uh, there are differences in terms of uh, you know, protocol supported platforms on, on which they are available. But the crux of it is Metro Cluster as a continuous availability platform, SMBC as continuous availability for applications. Let's talk a little bit about the investments that are being made for data protection uh, in ONTAP 9.9.1. So what have we introduced for that release uh, for data protection? So in the case of uh, uh, 9.9.1, 
there is actually a bunch of uh, significant value, which I'm sure would really interest a lot of our listeners. Uh, I'd like to call out three in particular, and they're all very significant. Metro cluster IP so far had only been available in, in a four node configuration, which implies that there is an HA pair, uh, a, a two node cluster uh, at, at each site. And a lot of our customers uh, really over time, their data set grows and uh, their performance requirements grow. And so this configuration limits the ability, their ability to, to serve the, the data set and applications. And so it was a longstanding ask for, from some of our largest customers that they wanted a scale out for Metro Cluster IP, which means that they wanted a larger cluster at, at both ends. So we now have what is called a eight node Metro Cluster configuration uh, four node HA, so four nodes on each side, two HA pairs at each side. So this enables scale out. Customers can grow their workloads, uh, get more performance out of their configuration. So this is the first one. The second one, which is also in in the theme of uh, operational efficiency and reducing reducing the cost of acquisition, uh, is enabling customers to use the cluster interconnect to also serve the backend storage. So just to uh, go back a little in time, prior to the release of 991, uh, customers could only connect NVMe shelves directly. And of course, there were limitations. Now, the other option that one might have considered is separate set of switches for the backend shelves, which of course is, becomes cost prohibitive uh, at some point. So ensuring that for the NVMe shelves, uh, they could be connected using the cluster interconnect uh, really brings down the, the cost, of, uh, cost of acquisition of the system and also enhances uh, overall ease of management. And the third one is, is really something that I am very pleased to talk about. You know, Metro Cluster, uh, since its very inception, always required extending the layer to network across the two sites. While it worked for a lot of customers, this was a major pain point for many customers where they would never consider extending their layer to network between sites for, for various reasons, security and otherwise. And so for the first time in Metro Cluster IP, we now allow customers to deploy it without extending layer two. So essentially, uh, you are using a shared layer three network uh, between the two sites to use Metro Cluster. And that's a huge change as far as uh, deploying Metro Cluster is concerned. So these are what I would call the key enhancements, the key investments we have made uh, on Metro Cluster. Uh, Snap Mirror Business Continuity, SNBC, of course, you know, it's, it's the first GA release. So that in itself is, is a huge value add in terms of how customers can uh, protect their applications. So we've had Metro Cluster for a while. We talked about, you know, starting with the, the Fiber Channel version of that. And, you know, now... With SnapMirror, business continuity is kind of an extension of that kind of idea of, of failover across sites, you know, this time at the application level. So, Manish, uh, what it, is it ready for deployment in ONTAP 9.9.1? I mean, are we GA today? Um, and if so, what do we have as, that identifies us for targets for this? Yes. So, with 9.9.1, SMBC is GA. Uh, some of our folks would remember that with 9.8, we introduced it as a public preview. And uh, with 
uh, with the last release 991 it's it's available for deployment in production so smbc is primarily targeted at uh, what i would call traditional applications so Infrastructure, of course, uh, remains one of the key targets. Uh, and Sheryl earlier mentioned about uh, VMware uh, Metro Storage Cluster. So that would definitely be a key target. Uh, we expect a lot of customers to deploy it for, for VMSC. Uh, and of course, uh, there are applications like SQL, Oracle, uh, SAP, perhaps, where uh, uh, SMBC can be deployed. So customers looking to granularly protect applications and ensure that uh, they are able to use the secondary copy for uh, for read purposes or creating clones for dev test. SMBC makes that possible. Whereas Metro Cluster, it really gave you a platform and uh, it mirrors the whole cluster. So the choice for the customer is whether you need to protect at scale. Metro Cluster is clearly the answer. And of course, Metro Cluster is uh, multi-protocol. If your focus is protecting individual applications, SMBC, and, and SMBC only supports SAN. So uh, you mentioned SMBC only supports SAN. Are you getting requests for NAS workloads? I mean, is that something that people are, are interested in, or is that something that just doesn't come up that much? It does. Uh, we, we are certainly getting requests. And, and this is a journey. You know, uh, we as we evolve, at some point, uh, we could definitely have it on our roadmap uh, and, and commit it to a release. But I think at this point in time, uh, there is work to do in terms of uh, further evolving the solution around SAM. And as far as the SAM piece goes, is this uh, something that only works with the all SAN array or does this work with uh, AFS systems as well? Or does it have, or can it even work with FAS systems? I'm glad you asked that question because uh, there sometimes uh, uh, people misunderstand that because it is, it is, focused on SAN, that it might work only on all SAN array. Uh, that's not true. So SMBC could be deployed on either AFF uh, or on ASA, right? So not only that, you could have a AFF cluster on one side and an ASA cluster on the other side. So as long as you are not using a fast system, uh, it's perfectly fine, whether it's an AFF cluster or an ASA cluster. Uh, the other thing to call out here is at this point, we only support it on a two node cluster. So both the source and the destination must be two node clusters. Uh, they don't have to be identical. Unlike Metro cluster, they don't have to be identical. They don't have to have the same platform. Uh, you could have, let's say a high-end A800 on, on one side, and you could have an ASA uh, mid-range on the other side. Right, so there is this flexibility available. Okay, so Cheryl, as far as SMBC is concerned, what do we, you know, what do we target for the workloads with that, and, and how does SMBC protect those applications? Yes, Justin. So SMBC protects enterprise SAN applications such as Oracle, Microsoft SQL Server, VMware vSphere, Metro Storage cluster configuration. Here you enable the applications to fail over transparently, ensuring business continuity in case there's a disaster that renders your primary offline. Now, how does this work? Um, enterprise application consists of multiple iSCSI or FCP LUNs. Um, they can be for data files, log files, 
virtual machine files. Now, you need to ensure all these LUNs are added to the consistency group because remember the snapshot is taken at this consistency group. So you're able to take simultaneous snapshot copies of a collection of volumes at a given point in time and synchronously replicate this data to your secondary storage system. Now let's understand a little more about the VMSE deployment. Now this is a VMware certified solution to enable geographic dispersion of the cluster across two data centers in different locations combined with synchronous array-based replication to enable the stretched storage configuration. Now, SMBC supports VMSC in the uniform host access topology to protect these application LUNs, eliminating the need for complex failover scripts. So there are no server reboots, no application interruptions or restart that is required in the case of a disaster. Traditionally, if you think of disaster recovery sites, this implied an unused investment that came to life only in the event of a disaster. Now with SMBC, you have the capability where your enterprise applications can now provision and use active workloads on both clusters. In addition, you also have the ability to reuse your secondary facility by creating space-efficient clones that can be used for business intelligence, dev test, and other purposes. Essentially, a business accelerator that allows you to maximize your investments and get the most out of your IT infrastructure. So as far as ONTAP's concerned, can you, you know, extend it out to a multi-target topology, meaning you know, can you cascade it or can you do a fan out or you know, what's our, what are our options there? Yes, so um, Justin, SMBC is supported in a fan-out multi-target topology where the goal here is to achieve zero data loss and geographic dispersion. So how this is going to work is you will have two data centers, for example, the primary and the near DR site where your data is being synchronously replicated, which is essentially your zero data loss copy. In addition, your primary can also asynchronously replicate its data to a far disaster recovery site that is located outside the region defined by the other two, essentially to achieve geographic dispersion. So this way you have the option to fail over either to the near DR site or the far DR site, depending on what kind of failure you're dealing with. So how would you manage these particular relationships easily? Like, is there, is there a centralized location to do that? Or is it something that you have to do on a manual basis? Right, that's a good question you bring up. The conventional element management tool, NetApp ONTAP System Manager, essentially is the easiest tool to use to manage these data protection relationships for business continuity. So there's no learning curve for the IT operators since the familiar data protection workflows for end-to-end -end protection for business continuity still apply. Other tools you can use is Active IQ Unified Manager, where you can monitor and report on these data protection relationships that you've created. There are other mechanisms as well. If administrators are comfortable with using command line interface, there is the ONTAP management shell as well that you can use to configure these protection relationships. In addition, if you want to automate using REST API, ONTAP REST API also can be used and uh, using mainstream programming languages like Python, 
Java or curl essentially to automate the deployment and management of these SMBC relationships. Okay. If I'm in the field and I'm trying to understand how to base, to best present these, right? So, you know, these, these two things sound very similar to me at a high level. How would a field person be able to distinguish the two for a customer to help them understand where it best fits for them? You know, there, there are a few fairly straightforward decision points uh, as far as this is concerned. Uh, one, one decision point is, do you, do you need to protect uh, both SAN and NAS workloads? Well, if that's the case, then it's obvious that it's Metro cluster, right? Uh, of course, the underlying assumption also being that zero RPO is, is, a, is a requirement here. So if customers need what is called continuous availability, zero RPO, close to zero RTO, then for uh, multi-protocol, SAN and NAS, Metro cluster is the only answer. Uh, now, if it's a SAN workload, then of course, there's a choice between Metro cluster uh, and uh, SMBC. So there, the criteria would be, uh, what's really the objective? If you are looking to create an infrastructure tier for a large number of SAN workloads uh, that, that require this protection, you should still prefer Metro cluster. But if the goal is to granularly protect individual applications, perhaps not all of the applications of that tier, uh, a certain subset of applications, uh, SMBC is ideal because it gives you that granular control. Now, a lot of uh, enterprise environments also have uh, periodic DR tests. Uh, in some cases, it's required by law. Now, most admins uh, would be very reluctant to do a big bang DR test by feeling over all of the applications at one go, which perhaps would be the only way to do it if you were using Metro Cluster. But if you're using SMBC, uh, the granularity of control ensures that you could do a DR test for each individual application separately, uh, thereby eliminating some of the risk of doing a large-scale Big Bang DR test, right? So clearly, the choice is between a, a infrastructure tier, which is continuously available, vis-a-vis -vis providing continuous availability for individual applications, having granular control uh, for, for doing DR tests, and even having the requirement uh, to use the secondary for, for dev test and, and so on, right? So overall, these would be the key factors. This all sounds really great, but what about licensing? Like, how does the licensing work for Metro Cluster over IP? And how does it work for SMBC? Metro Cluster is, is ordered as a, as a separate Metro Cluster configuration, unlike a on-tap cluster. Uh, when it comes to SMBC, Again, you, it's no special configuration in, 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 from a quote workflow point of view. SMBC runs on any ONTAP cluster. Well, I should correct that. Any AFF or ASA ONTAP cluster, two node cluster, uh, that has a data protection bundle. So all it needs is the data protection bundle, and it's essentially just the standard ONTAP cluster. Uh, unlike Metro cluster, which is uh, a, a you know a separate configuration, and uh, it has to be ordered as such. SMBC only has to be an on-tap cluster with the data protection bundle. Justin, the content is available on field portal, the SE presentation FAQs, and of course IE documentation. So you can look up um, on-tap nine documentation center to understand 
more details about SMBC. Then, of course, we have videos as well that walk you through creating these protection relationships and help you understand how business continuity operates. Okay. And um, as far as technical reports, do we have any TR numbers that we can give for people that might not have access to Field Portal? Yes, Dustin. The TR you need to look up is um, TR4878 for Snap Middle Business Continuity SMBC. And of course, if you want to understand how SMBC operates with um, VMSE configuration, there's also a KB article available on VMware. Please look up 83370 as the VMware KB. All right, Cheryl, Manish, thanks for joining us today and telling us all about SMBC and Metro Cluster over IP. Manish, if we wanted to reach you again, how do we do that? Uh, Takur at netapp.com and uh, you have my LinkedIn profile. All right, and Cheryl? You can reach me at cheryl.george at netapp.com. All right, excellent. Thanks so much for joining us today. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via techontappodcast.com. If you'd like to show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Cheryl George and Manish Thakur for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.